Occupy a Job on Wall Street is an autobiographical novel about New York City and the aughts, centering around a protagonist who was mentored by three sociopaths. Episode 17, The Robots Are Coming. Around 2004, I met my first quantitative analyst, a.k.a. a quant. At the time, I ran a large trading desk that executed trades for a couple of portfolio managers, also known as PMs. My trader and I used to call ourselves trigger pullers, because that was essentially our job. If someone who worked for our fund decided to buy or sell something, we'd make it happen. We also called ourselves execution monkeys for the same reason. We really only had one trick, but people were always strangely impressed that we could do this and drink beer all night. It's worth saying this stuff out loud, because trading jobs like this barely exist anymore, and it's because of quants that they don't. But if you were a trader in the aughts, you had one of the best seats in the world. So anyway, my COO asked me to go meet this new quant who was going to run money for us. I'd done a hundred of these meetings, but all my prior PMs made money the old-fashioned way, which was either buying value stocks and then writing out volatility, or buying momentum stocks and causing volatility. I walk into the office and there's a Ukrainian woman in her 40s who tells me she was a professor at some college and had figured out a surefire way to make money and that her models never failed. All I'd have to do was enter 4,000 trades on the first of the month and reverse them four weeks later. Now, if this sounds like a problem, then you heard me right. Remember, it's 2004. We're not that far from the days where we used white paper tickets for buy orders so we could tell them apart from sales. Getting carbon copies of the trade tickets was practically an innovation back then. But I figured out the solution, which was to have our IT guys load all the trades up from Excel and then tell what's known as a program desk at a bank to execute it. Sure enough, I come in on the first of the month, pull a trigger, the 4,000 trades go off. So skip forward three months and the quant has lost money every month, and she can't figure out why. The models work, but the output is just different. I go into her office to see if I can help, and she explains why she should be making money and how it seems to be just disappearing somewhere. As I question her about her quarter, she answers almost every inquiry using the word heuristic. I'd had a late night and I needed to get back to the desk, so I ask her, Okay, tell me what your assumptions are for the cost of commission, spread, volatility, and implementation shortfall. She's like, who? And she looks at me like I looked at her when she said the word heuristic, somewhat confused and as if she suddenly wanted the whole conversation to go away. Now, if you're still listening after that nightmare of terms, let me run through all of them one at a time. Cost of commission. This is the fee you pay a broker to execute a trade. Back then, you could negotiate something like one cent per share for program trades, but that's still five basis points on a $20 stock. We'll come back to basis points shortly. Just remember the number five for now. Spread. This is the gap between the bid and the ask. When you buy something, you don't get last sale. You get the offer. Likewise, when you sell, you get the bid. If a spread is, say, 30 basis points, you might pay half of that to execute. So let's say the spread was a 15 basis point cost. 5 plus 15 is 20. Volatility. Stocks don't stay in one place. They move. Murphy's Law also says they move against you. For further sake of simplicity, let's just say the cost of volatility back then was 15 basis points. 20 plus 15 is 35. Implementation shortfall. Bear with me on this one. Implementation shortfall is the cost of executing the size of your order. You may be able to buy 100 shares on the offer, but you can't buy 10,000 shares there. 
you have to move up the book, and each offer you take gives you a worse price. This can be expensive. Let's call it 30 basis points. So now you have 65 basis points of cost that the local monkey knows you have to account for, but a tenured academic had never even heard about. But I'm not done. That's only for entering the position. You have to pay all these costs again when you exit it. So 65 times 2 is 130. 130 basis points is the same as 1.30%. So now you're losing 1.3% each month, 15% a year. This is why I refer to quants as people who know more and more about less and less until they know everything about nothing. The gigantic flaw in her Wall Street money-making idea was Wall Street itself. And I still don't know what heuristic means, but I do know this. If someone ever uses that word, check your wallet is still in your pocket and get as far away from them as possible. If you enjoy the podcast, feel free to rate and review us on iTunes. And hey, if you like this podcast, tell your friends to listen. And if you don't like it and think it sucks, then tell everyone you know how bad it is and that they need to give it a listen to find out for themselves.